Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first Pro Box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Hey everybody, welcome back to the first ever Ike Live fireside chat we're having a wonderful evening a wonderful discussion with the one and only second most famous person from Millville, <laughs> greg depama thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh i i want to pick up where we left off yeah. so i love the story where you know you're you're crushed you couldn't you, you didn't accept it and then you work your ass off yep and you get back and you qualify again yep and this time you know, Chris calls you or whoever calls you or the letter comes to you and it says, uh, Greg, uh, you qualified to fish the elites. Do you, do you accept this invitation? I was heading to Kelly's house. She was with me. I got a phone call and it said Chris B. And I was already waiting for the phone call. And then I was like, oh, that's Chris Bueller from Shimano. And I was like, no, that's Chris Bose. Ooh. So I answered the phone and I'm like, hello, Chris. He says, Greg. And I where her road is to her house, it's the worst service ever. Oh, you're in a, you're in a hole, aren't you? It's yeah. dude, it's crazy. Yeah. So I I tell Chris, I'm like, Chris, I call you right back, and she's with me. Yeah. And I'm like, I hang up, and I'm like, he's only calling for one reason, Cal. Yeah. So I head to Wawa, and I park in Wawa, and I call Chris back, and uh, Chris is like, Greg, you know why I'm calling, don't you? He's, I said, Yes, I do. I said, Yeah, on the spot. Wow. Yep. Wow, that's awesome. Yep. Yes, that's Thank awesome. You. And what yeah. makes this story even better is you were in a Wawa parking lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went to Wawa. It wasn't Pete's favorite Wawa, was it? I don't know his favorite Wawa. It could have been. I think it's up Mount Laurel. I don't uh, think it's that. Probably not. Yeah, Sharp 49. Wawa Hoagie Lady right now is at home oh, with, yeah. with the chills. He's cheering. Yeah. She's, he, <laughs> she, he's cheering. He's cheering. Yeah. So, yeah actually, the Wawa Hoagie Lady just said, Greg's getting lucky tonight. <laughs> all right, Kel. <laughs> so an immediate yes, yep. and just totally excited oh. out of your mind. Uh, I still that moment. That moment was like, dude, it, it, I, I can't explain it. Yeah, it was like uplifting. It was. Yeah, it was stupid. It was just like I was like, holy crap, man. Yeah, I glowed for probably two weeks straight. Right, like I smiled the whole time, no matter what we did. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Dream come true. So you say yes. Yep. Now, did the enormity of what was ahead of you, were you aware of everything involved? I was. At this point, I, I, I've i talked to plenty of people that fish it or have fished Elite Series. Yep. And, uh, I, yeah. I, by this by this time, I was already sponsor-wise. I had it all lined up. Everybody kept telling me, like, dude, you get to that level, we're ready, right behind you. Yeah. And I, I it was a – the transition – was probably 99 percentile the easiest transition to say yes because I had all them years in between from 2006 till now. Right. Ready to rock. Ready to rock. Yep. And your business portfolio yep. was much more secure. It was there. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. It was huge. So uh, no hesitation. Nope. You said yes. You're excited. Yep. And then you're thrust into the first event. Yep. Tell me about that. Walk me back through because that I remember like it was yesterday. You talked about that four and a quarter you caught at yep. Union. I remember like it was yesterday my first elite tournament as a pro. 
I remember the boat run down. We launched at Metro Park at St. Clair. I ran all the way down to the mouth of the Detroit River. I remember being nervous and sweaty. And I remember, like, having this great game plan. But I remember, like, you know, driving. In, 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 in. I can't remember what I was driving at the time. And I remember seeing all these iconic people. Like, the route that I went down, I just happened to pass, like, Nixon. And I passed, like, I don't know, like, somebody, another big-name guy. And I, just for, like, for a second, I was like, what the fuck did I just get myself into? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, it was that first, I hadn't even made a cast as an elite pro yet. What year was that? Top 150 pro, 1999. Um, so there was all this, like, weird pent-up anxiety until I got to that first spot and started fishing and started catching and then it, and then I came down. Was did you have that kind of moment? Walk me through your first tournament, your first day of your first tournament. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the first practice day. Okay, and we're in Florida. We're in Florida, St. John uh, St. John's River. St. John's River. Yep. Uh, we actually had very cold conditions for three days in a row. Uh, prior to the first day of practice, BASS sent out a letter and said, uh, "We're gonna we're gonna take a day off." on Wednesday and do a media day, pictures, all that good stuff. Yeah. So we had practice Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It was cold. Uh, Wednesday was the warming trend. And it went from being cold to 80. Wow. In Florida. And this is, you know, February. Yeah. So I'm in practice. It's the very last day of practice. It's the the Tuesday, last day of practice. And I was on hardly anything. You know, I, I still never, never even stopped. You know, I just kept going, kept going. Well, I get into Lake George, and last year or this year, the beginning of the year, Lake George had no grass. Right. Uh, and everything I, I Googled on YouTube was... No submerging grass. No uh, eel grass. Hardly anything. I mean, it was barren sand. Right. Everywhere was sand. Wow. And everything that I researched, you know, pointed towards Lake George. You know, all your guys, all your tournaments you guys had there in the past, you guys all whacked them out of Vast George. majority fish yes. Lake George. So... I get in Lake George first day, first days of practice. Like I, I get to Lake George and there's no grass anywhere, so I'm like, holy crap. Uh, I practice some other spots on on Monday. Some odd reason, on Wednesday or Tuesday, the last day of practice, the last hour, I'm like, there's one little section of Lake George that did not look at. I mean, it was small. I pull up to it and as I'm pulling up to it, I see grass, <laughs> and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Wow. I pull bing, up in bing. there, so I pull in there. There's beds everywhere. So there's not a bass on any of them. Zero. Yeah, yeah. So here I am, my very first elite tournament, day one of the event. We had a we had an 80, 80 degree plus day the day before. Thursday was going to be hot. Friday, every day got to the 90s. It got yeah. super hot. So in my mind, I'm like, dude, that's all you have? Hope they pull up. I pull in there day one, and every bass is on a bed. Oh, my God. So every vacant bed was filled up, and it was just like... It was me, Brandon Cobb, and Shane LeHue. We all found the same exact spot. By the end of the day, you can just hear the throttles. Whoop! You start seeing boats in one pocket. They're going to pull in there because they, they weren't catching nothing. Right. They pulled in. At the end of the day, there was probably 25 boats on this small grass patch. But the little area that I picked was like the funnel area. They were coming to it. Uh. So by the, the second day of the event, um, I was watching them swim in off the main river or the main George. Yeah. Coming there, white as can be, just coming up. And I'm like, this is perfect. Uh, to go into that tournament, I'll tell you a little story real quick. Yeah. So, every day at an event, I weighed a fish in eight pounds or better. And so, 
the, the very first elite event, I don't have a marshal. My very first pro tournament, there was a lack of marshals in the event. Yeah. I never got a marshal, and I'm like, I'm driving, and I'm like, holy crap, man, this is cool as hell. Like, I'm, you know, first day fishing pro, and I'm all by myself. Yeah. And I, 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 it's just it's just weird fishing by yourself in yeah. front of events. I pull in there, and I'm fishing at this point. I probably got, the, the males were coming up. The females weren't coming yet. I probably got 12 pounds on five. I look over in a little bit deeper water. The beds are so hard to see, which you know. I look over a little deeper water, and I see, like, a black log slide into a bed, and I'm like, is that a bass? <laughs> and I'm like, I throw out to it, and it, and it kind of, like, goes in, goes in my bait, and I'm like, that's a freaking largey. It's it's deep. It's hard to see. So I'm working this fish. I feel, I finally get it to bite. I set the hook on it, and I'm fighting it, and I'm like, dude, this is a, a you know, a 10-pounder. Yeah. I'm pulling I just got my hand to grab it, and the bait came out of its mouth. It swam off or back to the bed again, and I'm like, I can't believe it just happened. This is like my rookie debut. And I stand up, and, and I noticed, I said to myself, he went right back to the bed, or she went right back to the bed. I flipped in there an hour more. I, I'm, I'm sitting there now, and now I'm like, just let my bait not even move. I'm just sitting there, and I'm looking, and I'm looking. I see the fish twitch a little bit, and I feel, so I set the hook on it, clean snap. After oh. all that goes down. Oh my god! Yeah, like you want to talk about your heart dropping the second and opportunity. And this is the to wait. Yes. Wait a minute. Wait yes. a minute. Hold on a second. Let me. Let me. I, I'm all. I'm all spun out right You're now. <laughs> I was spun. I'm myself. spun out just listening to the story. <laughs> yep. I'm totally spun out. So this is your first day as an elite. Yep. The first morning. Yep. The first day of the first ter- elite tournament of your life. Yep. And you lose an eight, ten pounder. Yep. Twice. And then break it off. Yep. Oh, my God. So now we're at probably two and a half, three hours, and I'm still working this fish. The same fish? The same fish. So so you broke it off, and it's still there? Oh, yeah. It went right back to the bed again. Oh, my God. So I'm working it, working it, working it, and I'm just, at this point, dude, I'm standing there. I am not moving the bait. I ain't even twitching. I'm did just you, standing Did you run through different techniques? Uh, I admit two. That's it. Two techniques. Okay. So because because the reason why I stated what I was doing because all the other fish that I was catching was kind of like about this one technique where I just would dead stick it in the bed and don't even move it. Right. Well, I'm sitting there, dude. I, I didn't even blink for 20 minutes. I'm like just just waiting, and I feel. I'm like he's got it again. At this time, I I retied everything and I put on like brute line and I was like, you gonna bite this thing now? You're coming in the boat. Yeah. Big hook. Wait, the hook was like hanging out of the bottom of the bait. It was so big. Yeah. So the fish bites it. I freaking jacked that thing. It comes right to the boat, no fight, and I grab it, and I got it. It was an 8.15. Oh, my God. And I put that thing in the live well. Three times. Three times. But you landed it. I landed it. Wow. Yep. Never give up. Never give up. Yep. Dude, that what could have been, uh, you know, a moment of your career yep. that you'll remember for the wrong reasons. Yep. Dude, I can't think of a better way to start an elite career yep. yeah, than having yep. a giant bass like that. Yep. I mean, that's a world-class bass. Huge. I catch very few bass that, that big. My personal best, though. That's crazy. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. So, first day of the first tournament, have a good event, catch an 8, 15, and 8 every day, yep. in fact, um, and and flash forward to your season. By the way, let me back up. Uh, I looked on your bass stats, Yep. and according to bass, you have 52 tournaments in yep. with BASS. And you're 27 times in the money. Yeah. It's really good. That's over half. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's really good. Um, so 
flash forward to the season, you have some good ones, you have some really good ones, and you end the season at St. Clair. Yep. And what happens? Let me back up even more than that. Okay. Because a lot of guys don't, or guys and girls don't know this. This year, if I could have broke something, I broke it. Seriously. So, I literally, for the record... Because you were mad and you kicked that finder off the front of the deck? No, I, I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't gone that far. Oh. I haven't, I haven't gone, like... Uh, but, so I basically missed two days of fishing out of the regular season this year. Two days. I didn't fish two days of, basically, two of the events. Wow. Yeah, so I still... After all this stuff happened, I was heading to Lake Fork. I, I hit a deer, smashed my truck completely. Uh, so... I had a practice on Winya Bay that I couldn't even sleep. I I was going to win the event. I mean, I know we've all had the tournament. Yeah. Like, it's like, I'm going to win. And yeah. it never comes out that way. I finally had it happen. So In the Cooper River? In the Cooper. Yeah. So I I found these fish. I mean, nobody was around. They were so – I was calling my shots. And I, they were big ones. Yeah. And I found fish in another area that one of our other competitors was in. But there's something about rivers that I know that I don't want to share. But the other area was probably the winning spot. But with the conditions we had, I knew it wouldn't be. Yeah. And so I, I completely mucked that idea. Day one, I run down to this area. And I'm telling you, it was like, it was stupid. I run down to the Cooper. I'm in there for like a minute, and I catch almost 12 pounds. And, and I knew that was going to be a good bag. Yeah. So I didn't press them. And I only had about one hour of good tide the first day. I was getting an hour every day more. Better. Right. So I ran down to Cooper. I caught them fish real quick. And I was like, we're going. Just because it's such a far run, so many different variables. Yeah. So I ran back, got there. I think day one, I was in like 13th. And I didn't even touch the fish yet. Yeah. Day two, I'm making that 100-mile run back to the Cooper, and I blow my compressor on my outboard. Oh, my God. So my day two was completely shot. Wow. So that was a tournament that... So and it, and it, it went in the canal, heading, that, heading there? The, yeah, I was in the, uh, whatever you call that, the intercoastal. Intercoastal, area. yeah. So it gets better. So anyway, I'm, I'm out for day two. I, I just missed a cut to fish day three. I'm, I'm like thinking to myself, if you look at the stats, I had just enough weight day one to, to possibly stay in this thing. Yeah. Because the weights were so low behind yeah. me. I ended up just missing the cut. Day three, Bass has this thing now called Anger Alley, where if you don't make the cut, they want you to show up and hang out with the fans. Yeah. I'm at Anger Alley. I look up on the Jumbo TV there. Scott Canterbury, and I talked to him about this, too. Yeah. Scott Canterbury, on a whim, decided to go to this area because he thought it looked right. I'm on the Jumbo trying to look, and there's one sign in this thing when you go in. Scott goes right by that sign and catches 17 pounds. Oh, And I was man. like, that was the fucking spot. Like, that was it. Yeah. I, I, I knew I had it. Oh, man. And I, I just never had the opportunity to fish it. It's crazy. Yep. That's crazy. Yep. And then Scott, he, I talked to Scott about it. He said he just went in there on a whim and right. crushed him. And that's exactly where I was. Unbelievable. Yep. Unbelievable. That's such a horrific, brutal run. You it make is. that 100-mile run, it's such a commitment, you know? Yeah. So, you know, to go back into the, the more of the story, I'm the kind of guy that, you know, it always has been. I never fished the, the whole pro side where I flip a boat every year. I always kept my boats. Yeah. So, you know, this year, even though I answered the question really quick that, yes, I'm going to fish the elites, I still had a very small time window to get a boat. Right. So I never I never ended up getting a boat, so I ran my other, my Phoenix that I had. So I get home, and I was like, you know what? 
just do it. So I, I repowered, put a brand new outboard on the boat. No more problems. I changed everything. I changed the jack plate. I changed the steering. I changed everything. It's brand new. Yeah. Doing a BFL right after that event, my motor falls off the boat. There was a flaw in one of the designs on one of the components, and I dumped a brand new outboard 20 hours on it. Oh my god. So now, like, so so this year I already I already smashed a truck. I blew an outboard up basically in an event. I dropped an outboard off. It broke off my boat. Wow. Yeah, we're lucky to be alive. A 70 mile an hour came off. Wow. So it gets it, it keep on going, and I never even you can ask Kelly. I never backed down once. I was like, this isn't going to stop me. Yeah. I never even thought about it. Like, just, just keep going. Go. Just battling through it. Go. Go, so go, you go. never, not once, not after all these things, nope. you never just said, what was your word, your line from today? Never give up? No. Screw it. <laughs> oh. Oh, to hell with it? <laughs> to hell with it? You never said to hell no, with it? No, my uh, she can, she can tell you right now, man, I never. Wow. Never stopped. I was like, this is, this is, you know, my whole career has been this way. Yeah. Man. It's been like. One fish here, yeah. You know, it was killing me for the season. I was used to this stuff. Yeah. Not the breaking part, and I yeah. really never broke anything. But it's I, it's tough though when they're compiled. You know, I can yes. tell you, I've I've dealt with everything you're talking about. I've had that stuff happen in my career, and it's like the first thing happens, and you're like, ah, oh, just keep pushing. But then when it's the second and the third and the fourth, and the four, you know, when it when they start compiling, yep. dude. At some point, I start getting like. What the, you know, you start throwing your hands up a little bit, but you, you were just focused. Yeah, steady, man. Yeah. Steady. I, I got back from that, and then we went to, we went to Gunnersville, and I couldn't go to Gunnersville because when I was going to head to Fork to do pre-practice, and I smashed my truck. It was going to be like Texas, Gunnersville, then back to the next event. So I never had pre-practice on either of them events. Right. Um, so I go to Gunnersville. I put the boat in the water. And it, this is a positive thing. I put the boat in the water, and I think to myself, dude, this is Yupper Bay. It's grass. It's a river system. You got this. I had a really good finish there. Uh, so I kind of, like, basically in two events, I picked up 20 spots. Wow. Which is huge. Yeah. You know, so I went from 51st all the way down to uh, whatever it was, 31st. Yeah. After uh, the St. Lawrence and after Gunnersville. Yeah. So we come around. We go to Cayuga, which is, like we talked about a little bit ago, Cayuga one of my favorite lakes in the country. And I got on a grass line in practice, and I truly thought that, you know, I didn't think I, didn't think I was going to win it, but I knew it would have a shot at it. Well, the first day of the event, the, the weather got overcasty. I was on an outside grass line at like 17, 18 feet of water, and they were there big time in practice. I pull up on the grass line, I got Marshall on the boat, and I say to him, guaranteed to fish went shallow. Right on the inside of me was two of my competitors. One ended up staying there the entire event. I never went in. Hunter did exceptionally well. All the fish on the outside went shot. They all pushed with the lack of sun. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, I had a lot of experience on Cayuga, but I had no experience for that event fishing up north to where the fish were. I knew a lot of the fish were being caught up there. So that event hurt me big yeah. time with the points. I mean, I, yeah. fell, I fell probably five spots after Cayuga, which I was still in the class of cutting there probably. Yeah. So I get to St. Clair, and... It was just, it was rough. It was St. Clair yeah. in September. Yeah. So I Feast make, or famine. Yeah. So yeah. I, I make that 20-mile run. I was catching them on the bell hump really far out there. And I make that run all the way to the bell hump. And I get there, and I just set up doing a drift. And I'm doing a drift, and I, I took a couple waves over the back of the boat, and they came in. I looked down, and I got water coming out of my floor out of the, the vent. And I'm like, my pump's not working. So I get in the back. I turn the manual pump on, and nothing happens. I go in the back, pop the door open. Everything's underneath the water. 
So this is the first, wow. day, first day of the event. So I tell my marshal, like, sit down. We're going to go to Canada and get out of the wind because it was howling. I go to Canada. I didn't go on Canada ground. I go to Canada. I hand bail my boat out. The night before, I stole a ice chest from uh, Days In to put my line in and wind Yeah. Up. That's what I bailed the boat out oh with. Oh, my so God. So it was like fate that I stole that. Thing. Yeah. So... I hand bailed the Selectively boat. Selectively borrowed it. Yeah, yeah, I still got it. So, <laughs> thank you, Days In. <laughs> Thanks, Days In. Shout out to Days In. Yeah, you kept me alive. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I hand bailed the boat out, and at this point, if I would have had a fish in the live well, I would have thrown it back because, like, I was underneath the water. Right. And I told my marshal, I said, "Listen, I'm going to run the trough. We had a, 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 a east wind or something. I could run the trough all the way to the ramp. It took me almost three hours to get back because." It got to the point to where I'm running, and thank God I had a four-stroke now because of the torque they have. The whole boat was, I, I was taking waves. The wind was blowing 35. All the water was washing into the boat as I'm running. I could just see the mouth of where you go in the metro, and I'm running. At this point, we're literally sitting in water, both of us. Like, the whole the whole back of the boat's underwater. And a couple of times where I hit a wave a little bit bad, I lost momentum, and I came off a pad, and I couldn't get it to go back on pad. It was wow, because so, so all the weight. All the weight in the Yeah. Bed. So somehow, some way, I made it in the metro. And at this point, like, like I'm literally driving in water. We're underneath the water. Right? Yeah. Like the whole outboard. Thank yeah. God for a jack plate because I jacked that thing all the way up to keep it up breathing. And I just got in, and I called Trip, and I told Trip, I said, Trip, I said, uh, you know, I'm sinking. And Annie from Phoenix came there and pulled me out. Thank God I was in a Phoenix because I felt like if I had any, no offense to any other boat, yeah. but I felt like if I didn't have that boat, yeah. I wouldn't have made it. Right. That's how I felt yep. because that boat gets on pad really good, all that good stuff. So day one is St. Clair, and this is the AOI. Like, you know, this is make or break. This is make or break for the class. I mean, yeah, this is yeah. this is your point where if yep. you don't catch enough, you're out. Yep. If you do well and catch enough, you're in. Yeah. So it's crazy because every single person – before I came to this event, I was in 35th, I think, in the points. So everybody from 36th to 50th was in the top 10 day one. Like, all the guys that had to catch them busted them. Right. And I was like, dude, I, I truly thought, I was like, you just lost the Bassmasters class right. this year. Yeah. So Kelly, being the strong they are, the women, she added all my points with every single person. Wow. Yes. And she goes, listen, Greg. You catch one fish, you're in. Yeah. And it, it, you know how we are. That wasn't good enough. I had yeah. to I had to physically do it and, yeah. and make sure that I was in the classic. So yeah. day one or day two, I go out. So day one, how many did you weigh? Zero. Yeah. I never even like really fished. Wow. Yeah. So Crazy. That, that was one of the days that I lost the course of the season. Yeah. So I day two, I go out, and I had fish that were close to the ramp. I'm like, I'm not making the run. I'm just going to camp, and I'm going to try to catch everything I can. And for some odd reason, the way that I was catching them and I was cranking them, I, I just didn't pick it up in the morning. I picked up the drop shot, and it was just like gangbusters. Everybody else is cranking, right? I'm like, what the hell is he doing? I'm like, dang, dang, another, another one. Well, that first four-pounder I caught, like literally the first five minutes was like, you knew the biggest you put relief. that four pounder in, and yeah. you knew statistically fifty one point fish. Wow. Yep. Unreal. Yep. Unreal. That it's had to be that had to be a big sigh of relief, and making the classic your rookie season. Yeah. It's really tough to do. I know it is. That's super tough to do. Especially the variables I had. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's unbelievable, dude. You should write a book. Right. 
Isn't this the this is this is the stuff of a book? You got the writer over. Yeah, there, you right? have the writer. Yeah. I'm serious because all the trials and tribulations and yep. the fucking deer and the outboard and the and the whole first day yep. gone and yep. and then you catch that four pounder and you make the classic. That's it. That's insane. It was. How does it feel when when you say it? When you say, I'm I'm fishing the Bassmaster Classic. Honestly, man. I don't think until I get there, it's really going to hit me as far as, like, making the Classic because growing up all them years and talking to all my Federation buddies, the guys that have had shots yeah. to make it and just missed it, or all the guys that have, dude, there's been guys about 25, 30 years that have been trying and, and been ounces yeah. of making that, and I, I see myself now, like, I, I just did that. I did yeah. Like, I made the Classic. Like, I don't know, and this, this is going to sound really weird, one of my goals kind of hasn't always been to make the classic. It's just been to fish the elites. Right. That's what it's been. Right. And I don't know. If I win the classic, maybe it's going to be like, holy shit, man. Yeah. You know, but it's like, how does it feel? It's, it's tremendous. I'm, I'm, after not catching a fish day one in St. Clair, yeah, I can tell you it was pretty darn stressful. Dude, it's, it's, a, it's a big deal, you know? I, I've already it's seen changes deal. with sponsor stuff because of it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I know it's the biggest deal, you know, as far as my career goes. Yeah. It, making it the first year, like you're saying, everybody yeah. has said the same thing to me, man. You, you made it. You did it. Yeah. But I, I I guess I can't say it truly hasn't set in yet. Yeah. You know, I hear them I, th- I think it will. I think when you come yeah. in the first day, yeah. you know, and you have a big bag of fish and you're pulled in the arena and you're walking them up, that, it'll hit you. Yeah. When you look around and you see all those people and, you know, Kelly will be out there cheering you on. It'll yeah, hit you. I'm sure it will. I, uh, like, I, I'm not an emotional person. Yeah. But my first year, like, my very first, when I walked up on stage this year for the very first time on the lead stage, I almost cried. It was overwhelming to finally feel the satisfaction of being there. Yeah. Like, that's how I felt. Like, I, I got emotional. There were so many times where this season, when I'm by myself driving, I almost cried. Yeah. Just because the emotion would, when everything was quiet and I'm by myself, that's when it would hit me. And I, I, I never truly cried yet. Yeah. Maybe the classic is where I'm going to cry on stage and be a big baby, but I don't know, man. It's just, I'm just so it's happy a lot. to be a it's part a of it. It's a lot. Well, you've worked your whole life to yes. get here, yep. you know, and it's all yep. it's all coming true. Yeah. You know, dreams are coming true, Yeah. which is awesome. Let me remind everybody watching and listening right now, if you've got a question, you got a comment, hit us up on the IM. Uh, Riz will put it through. Uh, well, you got to think. think yeah, yeah, yeah. Like regarding, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes, Brian. Regarding fishing the classic, what kind of advice would you have for Greg? You, this is his first. You fish. Yeah. How many of you? I, fish? I, got, I got a question to add to that. Yeah. How come every time I Google search or YouTube Gunnersville, your name is always up top? <laughs> I like that place. I guess so. I like that you, place. You, but honestly, it's a lot. You you said it yeah. earlier. It's a shallow grass river, yeah. grass lake, yep. and yep. you'll do good there. I hope so. Yeah, you'll do really good. It, it definitely fits our style a yep. lot. Uh, but no, g- getting back to that, you know, uh, my first classic was through the Federation. Actually, I qualified in '99 uh, through the through the federation, the nation. Was it Bass Fever Excalibur? Is that the club you? That were was with? that was the club. Even though I was still a part of Top Rod, yes. we weren't we didn't belong to the the nation to the federation. So I uh, Bass Fever Excaliburs, which met just like right up the road here, oh, yeah. like literally right near the school, just yeah, half a mile from here. Wow. Uh, 
But it was amazing. It was amazing. It was exciting and intimidating and all that wrapped up into one. But once, you know, just like my first elite day ever, my first classic day ever, once you get into the fishing, you forget about all that, you know? The biggest piece of advice I have is is to not get too distracted. And I, th- I don't think you will, but not get too distracted by the hoopla on the front side of it. You know, and there's there's a lot with the Bassmaster Classic, oh, right? So, yeah. you know, you've got the check-in and registration. You've got media day. You've got this dinner, this gala that they put on for you. And it's it's beautiful. And I, I, you guys should go. Oh, we're going. <laughs> but there's so much distraction yeah. that pulls you away from the mental side of what you need to be thinking about and what you need to be doing. So that's the one suggestion I'd have is, is you know, make sure you're balancing that you know, with what you're there to do, which is to actually go win. Yeah. You know, uh, but you're going to do good. I, I don't know if I can think of a better place for your first classic. I think you'll do really good. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Davis Mill. Yeah. Davis Mill <laughs> might be a better place. They might be in trouble there. Yeah. Riz, what do you got? Um, Brian had a had had a interesting comment. comment that he Brian came in did? from. Well, Brian, you Brian found the comment for me, so Brian's doing my job over here. But uh, Chris Marks was your marshal on 10 killer greg a few years ago and he chimed in and said that you this are year. this year oh yeah. it was this year he said that you are the real deal so thanks for us and a super swell fellow <laughs> <laughs> thanks man i uh you know one thing that i can say is with and this is with my guide service that i run upper bay there are probably i i've had a good trip every single time as far as catching except for one trip where we had a crazy tide blowout Every single guide trip I ever did, I have one goal, and that is to make sure my clients walk away with something besides a picture. Right. You know, they, they learn something. And they all have told me, man, thank you, you know, for the understanding. And that's how I even do it with my marshals. You know, I always lay out what I'm going to do. He, he, I actually remember him now. He was like, and, and we talked about this a little bit ago, Riz. I was making decisions at 10-killer by the seam of my pants. Like, I was like, I see, I go. And I, I'd pull up and bang, I'd catch him right away. He's like, how do you know? I'm like, I just know. But what that equals to me is the confidence. It, it's to the point now for myself, I don't even think about it no more as far as, like, you can't question your gut. If you've got a gut feeling, just go. And that's how I fish Yeah. anymore. Yeah. Fish in the moment. That's, exactly. that's so important to yeah. do that. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. What's the biggest bass that you guys have caught in New Jersey? That, that's come on the message board a couple of times. I've got two, uh, two in the nine-pound class. One at Mirror Lake a long, long time ago in, in, in Browns Mill, and then one at Alloway. I know okay. all this stuff. <laughs> when they first opened Alloway back up, like okay. they they didn't even publicly announce the ramp was open yet. Yep. And I went and dumped in. I mean, all the bushes were still up there, and mm. it Sk- was scale picker. It's a lie, Mike. It was unbelievable. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. The one I put back in Mirror Lake, the other one, I can't tell you where it's at. It might be in the lake back here. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> My, mine was a 7.6 at uh, Bernetti Sandwash. Ooh, okay. a 7.6. Yeah. That's I a big one. Jersey, huh? I said I got you in Jersey. Oh, yeah, that's about the only oh Charles, uh, Charles Mill. Charles Mill back in, jeez. Cut you an eight, Charles Mill. Yeah. You snag on a blade bait? No. In the a tail. A worm. <laughs> oh, you did snag it. No, oh, for okay. one, bro. Just check it. <laughs> seven seven fifteen. That's a big one, dude. Yeah, Anything and I, and over six pounds is huge here. Caught it. it spent the night in my mom's bathtub. Did it really? Yeah. Alive or dead? Well, you know. 
This is back in 85, so. Did you mount it? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It was 85. We didn't know anybody. 85, man. Jesus, how old are you? Old, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, I was, old shit, I was two. From 85. <laughs> is that when you caught that, 85? We were, it was right before freshman year of high school. Holy hell. Wow. Yeah. Kelly, how, how old get, were how you in 85? She was, <laughs> she was like negative nine. Yeah. How did you get down to Shaw's Mill? How? Yeah, how did you get down there? My buddy Tom uh, and his dad. That's okay. Yeah. Papillon. Yeah. Papillon. I thought that might have been one of the adventures where, like, one of your moms would drop you off for that was six, a Tom's six, dad. six to eight hours, you know? That was a Tom's dad. I, I, I got a question for you, Mike. Yeah. So, you don't have to answer this. Okay. There's a lot, a lot of speculation. speculation. Yeah. You already know what I'm going to ask you. I, I hope I hope it's what I think you're going to ask me. There's a lot of speculation <laughs> with uh, possible guys coming back to bass. Yeah, is that true? Well, I I think uh, you know I think there are definitely guys uh, that are fishing major league fishing that miss bass. You know, I think I think maybe they're not you know like totally disappointed with where they're at but they just there are elements that they miss so i think some guys you know are looking at it like hey did i make the right decision you know should i maybe i should have stayed do i fish better in that format yeah. i think there's a lot of that going around I, I i would for sure speculate that guys are thinking that yeah um you know and the biggest thing is you know and, and it's actually a great segue you know, and I wanted to talk to you about it is, you know, why that whole thing happened, you know, like with all everything we've talked about tonight. This is good because I don't know. It. Yeah. I don't your, know why. your whole life yep. was built up to this moment of qualifying for the elites and fishing at the top level. And at the same very same time, this catastrophic event happened in the sport. Yeah. I mean, th th these two things are going on at one time. Yeah. Um, you know, and the whole movement was really based around the anglers not being happy with how they were being treated by bass, you know, and, and not one thing, a lot of little things, you know, um, and that's really the basis of this whole movement, the beginning of it. Um, so I guess my question back to you would be your first year fishing yeah. the elites, how how was it fishing for bass? How was it working with bass? Did you guys have a say? Did you feel like, you know, did you feel like you had legitimate stake in the game with bass? I feel like, and maybe a lot of guys won't say this, I feel like all of us guys that are new to the elites owe you guys a thank you. Because there's not probably two, three weeks that goes by that I don't get a phone call from, like, Steve Bowman or somebody from Bass. Wow. Asking if I need anything or if I have any questions. Wow. Uh, That's awesome. So far, yeah, yeah, unbelievably good. Yeah. So far, everything that we have done uh, has been put to a vote, majority rules. Yeah. All from us guys. Wow. Uh, payouts, all that stuff, they're going to change next year. Everything's changing, but it's all changing because of what happened from you guys right there's no doubt about it yeah um yeah dude everything has been they 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 all have been working towards us right you know maybe they they realized possibly yeah you know well see that's great to hear yeah because i i still believe i've talked to brian the carpenter about this before 
I think when you look back on, you know, these couple years, you know, the last year, these next, say, two, three, four years, whatever it is, 20, 30, 40 years from now, when you look back, this is going to be the most important thing that happened, no doubt. this breakaway. Yep. You know, for not just the growth of the sport, but for the rights of the anglers. And it's great that you're saying that. I'm, I'm happy to hear that they're, you know, listening to the guys. Yep. Um, they're calling to check in. They're taking care of you. Because that's what really this whole thing was about from the beginning. You yep. know, our argument was always, you know, you know, there would be no fans. There would be no magazine. There would be none of it without the anglers themselves, you know. Um, and so I think, you know, I think that's what the basis of the movement was. But I also think that, you know, it didn't materialize like a lot of guys thought. You know, so, you know, you leave one organization and think that it's all solved and and there's, you know, it's not, you yeah. know. So I don't know where it's where it's going to end up. But uh, what? let me ask you this. What do you think about Major League Fishing? You fished the elites this year. I'm sure you've had a chance to to watch some of MLF. What, what are your feelings about the league? Well, you know, all the years building, building up, up to this league. year. You obviously can see where I wanted to be, how I wanted to catch them, how I wanted to weigh them. You know, I, I'm just a fan of the five fish limit. Yeah. A lot of guys are. Everybody yeah. is. Um, my opinion on the major league fishing is this. I guess without putting being put in the position to be making that call, my, my opinion is minimal on it. I, I can't say it's good or bad because I, I have friends that do fish it and like it. I'm not there fishing it, so I can't say it's bad. Yeah. You know? Um, do I think it's going to last? I, I think, think if if Major League Fishing can stay around for 15 years, let's just say 15 years is a whole different generation coming up. Yeah. They're going to know fishing as Major League Fishing, the format. Right. So that's what they're going to probably lean towards. It's it's probably, if you if you take the younger generation, they probably love it. Right. But once once our generation fades out, yeah, maybe Major League will take over. Right. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's bad. I think it's I think what you guys have done for all of us new anglers is great. Uh without without what happened would never be that way. I think that I think you guys are the guys I still want to fish against, but unfortunately I can't. Yeah. That's just how it is. Yeah. What what was that sediment? You know, because I, I you know, you hate to ask that question because I I think in the outcome the guys would have stayed. Yeah. I still think you would have had a great year and still be fishing the classic. Yeah. But you have to ask that question. Yeah. Uh, especially from the new guys. Was the sediment that, you know, we're here, we're happy, we're doing good, we love it, but we're not competing against 40 or 80 of the best guys in the world or 60 or 20 or whatever that number is? Well... I mean, you mentioned it before. Uh, yeah, you I mentioned it before I with don't, wanting to join Top Rod. I don't, yeah, I know. I don't, I don't want this to sound wrong, but... The talent that's coming up, like, we're all the same age right now. We're yeah. all in our 30s, it seems like. The talent that's coming up, man, they're, they're, they're good. Yeah. I know you guys are good. I, yeah. Trust me, I know. Like, I, like you, KVD, Poroznik is amazing. He's just like a fish, that dude. He just catches them. But, man, I, I would love to see us go head-to-head, us guys versus you guys in the tournament. There you go. Just to see. You know, where Let's where, make it happen. There you go. Can we make this happen? If somebody's watching <laughs> right now, a Boyd, Gary, if you're watching, Bruce Aikens, Chase Anderson, 
you guys are watching. Let's make this happen. You really want to grow the sport if you're sincere <laughs> about growing the sport. I didn't come up with it. Greg came up with it. So if somebody gets in trouble, it's not me. I'm just elaborating on what he's saying. And the reason I said that it's is because... It's a great idea, though. I our, like it. Our local clubs used to do a thing called the Canal Cup, where it was this one club would fish against our club every year. Winner take the all. Salem Canal? Yeah. Wow. But, you know, we can't have the lead series there, but, yeah. you know, I, I would like <laughs> well, to have there. Maybe. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think people are... Give it five five years. You know, everybody I'm fishing against is going to be a household name. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. The talent's there. You guys might have more experience, obviously, a lot of these places. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not I'm not saying this to knock anything. Yeah. But one of the differences now is we have, and I know you do too in Major League Fishing now too, but we have a no information rule, which everybody knows. Right. When you guys were fishing the elites prior to, what, two years ago, you guys could get information 30 days prior. Yep. You know, so... Your learning curve, not saying you personally, but yeah. all you guys had the opportunity to learn a lot of these places a lot faster with information if you went that route. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Now, I mean, look at look at the guys I'm fishing with. Our weights haven't changed from when you guys were there catching them, too, at the same time. So, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the guys, are, I think, are just as good. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I, I think the guys are just as good. You know, we talked about it earlier. You know, you could go anywhere in the country. And there are hammerheads. Yep. It's just a matter if they got to that level, if they work to get to the top level. Yeah. So I think the guys in the elites this year are all amazing anglers. I yep. mean, obviously, they have to be yep. to be fishing at that level. Yep. I think the big thing that we'll see, you know, and again, it's hard to predict, is, you know, will Bass groom the next 20 or 30 big names in the sport? And will the fans stay there without those other big names, right? Yeah. If Bass can groom the next 30 or 40 top-name guys, if you're one of them, I think Bass is going to be around forever and ever. Hey, you too. know? Yep. They're, they're, they're going to show that they can push through this. Yeah. Um, and if they can't, you know, if fans start leaving, sponsors start leaving, yeah. you know, I don't know. Uh, and the same could be said for Major League Fishing. You know, yep. can they survive the next couple of years? It's hard to say. Yeah. Do you think there should be one league – Ultimately, for the sport to get to where baseball, football, golf, tennis, those other mainstream sports, does there need to ultimately be one I don't, main I, league? The, the problem with that, I think, is this. There's so many guys that are gunning to do this. It, it almost seems like there has to be at least two because you, you can't really put a lot of these lakes we fish, you can't put 200 boats on a lot of them. Right. You know, and. I don't, I don't know. It almost seems like there has to be. Like, there's a American side in baseball and a national side. There's two different leagues. It almost yeah. seems like there has to be. So right. funny you said that, Greg. Somebody just said that on the message board, yeah. that there should be, like, an NLAL interleague play. And, and that's how, where the tournament can come how, how cool, yeah, how cool would that be? Like, yep. like you got to go, like, guys yeah. got to go fish bass rules for for a tournament. And yeah. And bass guys got to go fish MLF for a yeah. tournament. Yeah. A couple but times a year. Do I want to uh, fish against you guys? Oh yeah, because let's say let's say right now if you hold were to, on a second, you had a chance to fish today. I'm gearing up. going to pay the entry fee. I'm gearing up to go to Gunnersville Bar, and I'm I'm fully packed because of not fishing today. But uh, I feel like right now in my career, you guys, all you guys in MLF are are the big names. You know, you really truly are. There's still some guys from that. Don't get me wrong. Like Zaldane's nasty. He's a hell of a fisherman. Yeah. A whole bunch of guys. 
Um, but I'm all about being pushed when I fished. You know, if you guys would have fished this year, let's say I would have came in 60th. Yeah. You know, that that would tell me, man, you better really pick your game up because these guys are going to stop you. Yeah. You know, so if you're not being pushed in fishing, it's time to do something different. Yeah. And I think at the major league and the elite level, that that's never going to stop. You're being pushed no matter you're being pushed. What's going on? Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Big time. Big time. Uh, Riz, if you have something else, go ahead. If not, I got another one. Um, go ahead. Just a rumor. Yep. Going around. The possibility of bass eliminating entry fees in the near future. Maybe not in 20, but in the near future. Is that true or false? I, I want to say that it's false. Uh, unless something financially big-time changes with a, like a new sponsor for bass. Yeah. I think, I think bass is ran off of entry fees for the payouts. A lot of it is. Uh, you know, seeing the numbers that I saw this year from what bass puts in, from what we put in, Unless, I, I don't know how much Bass makes a year. I, I don't know at all. Yeah. You know, I don't know what their sponsor dollars are. I don't know none of that stuff. Is it a possibility? Yeah, anything's possible. Yeah. Do I see it happening, you know, next couple of years? I don't. Right. No. Do you think that's critical to to the growth of the sport? To have a to have a top league like other sports where there's no entry fee? Yeah, because in 2006 I would have did it. Yeah. If I didn't have entry fees. So yeah. yeah. It's definitely it's definitely crucial for the, the growth. Um. The one thing I can say about this sport, if you take this sport, like, for example, Superior Walls is my title sponsor. This year when I was at the Classic, you know, doing the expo and working it, so many guys walked up to me and said, man, that's a great product. And the reason I said that is because the guys that fish this sport are blue collar. They work every day. Yeah. You know. Grassroots sport. Yeah. And there's no way the average person can just come out and play this game. Right. You know, unless you had all your ducks in a row. Yeah. You know, so no entry fees would make a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it happens. Yeah. You know, I, we, I do too. Yeah, we've talked about it a lot. I don't I don't know that it'll happen in the next couple of years. Yeah. You know, it's it's happening MLF. Will that convert to every league? I don't know, but I think it has to happen yeah. eventually. Do you, you know, like for me, I look at Vegas. He's eight. He's fishing derbies already yeah. at eight. Killing it. <laughs> I would love for him that if that's the path he chooses – Fish for a high school team, fish for a college team, fish the qualifying circuit, and then when he qualifies, he has the invitation without the bill. Yeah. I would love that for him. Yeah. I would love that for the sport, but I don't know if that's a reality or not. You know, Was it MLF's choice? Because in the beginning, you guys had entry fees. We right? had entry fees. So we had entry fees. Was, was no entry fees a blow at Bass, or was that more or less to grow the sport? Well, the the no entry fees was voted on by the anglers. It was one of the one of the things that happened by vote this year that was successful. Yeah. You know, and um, you know we had decent payouts, and you know, I I think from a standpoint of the leagues, I think they're both doing a really good job. Yeah. You know, it's hard to pinpoint one and say they suck. They're great. I think they both did a good job this year. It's just how they're going to coexist and what. What might happen with, you know, like you said, a, a, who knows, a merger, yeah. you know, two leagues, somehow a joint venture. I don't know. A lot of speculation. Yeah, I bet. It's crazy. Uh, let me thank everybody for watching. If you got any questions or IMs, send them through because we've got about 10 minutes left in the show. Uh, Greg, I want to I ask you the next chapter yeah. now. I want to get into that. Amazing first year, rookie year in the elites. And I don't even want to say this word, but I'm going to say it. 
sophomore year. Sophomore year to a lot of people can can be the worst thing you could say because you've heard of the sophomore slump. And I'm not wishing that. I've never heard of that. The sophomore slump. Thanks. Appreciate it. (laughs) No. But how do you feel going into the classic? How do you feel going into a a, a 2020 second campaign in the elites? I I have a a take on life, and it's because of the way I've always had to work for everything. If I don't do good next year, it's because I didn't work hard enough, and that's it. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Am I – I don't – I'm not negative. I don't think negative. Um, I've been in slumps before yeah. locally. And the number one question I always got asked back then was, how do you get out? And you just fish through them. Just keep fishing. That's it. So yeah. could anything happen next year? Yeah. Yeah. Anything could happen. I could win or I could be last place next year. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But no, hard work trumps everything, man. Hard work trumps everything. Yep, period. I agree with that. Yep. I like it. Now, if you were to st- if you were to visualize what the next big thing is, for Greg DePama in yeah. 2020, what's the next big thing? What's your next goal that you want to achieve? You made the elites, you made a classic. What's next? And it's funny because I I write down my goals. Uh, Pete Glusick does that. Shout yeah. out to Pete Glusick. Hey Pete. Affirmations. Um, I I have some goals I can't say over the thing, um, but uh, I, I'm not saying none of this cause stuff because I'm sitting here with you. Yeah. But you have paved the way for a lot of anglers. You you're a pioneer in this sport, Mike. Period. You're probably the biggest Thank ever. You. you are. Thank you. And it it, it shows. And. One of my goals that I've had for years, every year that I watch you personally, you you just keep going like this. You always come out with some new venture. You never stop, and it's probably helped because of Becky. But yeah, my goal is to be like Mike Iaconelli. That's one of my goals. Nice. A- not not break stuff and yell. But I'll give you anger <laughs> anger classes. That's that that's not my goal. Anger is a gift. Dancing. Just to let you know. I can I can, I can moonwalk, but <laughs> yeah, moonwalk. <laughs> yeah, but uh... damn, if this was the regular Ike Live, we we would do a moonwalk. <laughs> it would be moonwalk. Well, we can't. It's it's the uh, fire slice chat chat going on. So maybe if I win a classic, I'll moonwalk. But uh, there you go. Yeah, dude, like you you set the bar every year. Thank you. Yeah. You do. I'm not lying. You that do. that means a lot. Yeah. That means a lot. I I uh I respect you a lot. I respect all the guys in South Jersey, especially yeah. um, competing against you all these years, and uh, you know, seeing you make it, do all these amazing things. It's it's awesome, man. Yeah. It it feels good. I'm very proud Thank of you. you and everything that you've done. Thank you. Yeah. Right it's pretty amazing. Um, anybody chiming in? Yes, fishing underscore nyc on instagram wants me to tell you he says hi oh hi <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll get you give him a follow okay he's, he's all over hi <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh, this was an amazing yeah i enjoyed that. uh experience seriously i i'm gonna say this my, our regular ike ike live viewers are gonna kill me i had a, i had a fucking great time pete and dave are fired I'm not saying they're fired. No, we're going to have the regular shows, too. But this was nice, you know, getting to sit with you. Like, yeah. we, we've we talked over the years, but we've never, I don't think, had a chance to sit down and just talk like two adults like this, you know? Me and, me and Mike's conversations have always been, hi, how are you? Yeah, it's been pretty, yeah, we're that's, always competing against each it. other, we're always passing in the wind. Yeah, when Mike's in the water, it's like he knows nobody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's how it is. Can't talk to him. Uh, shut everything off. Yeah, uh, so. 
but it it was awesome yeah. sitting with you, and I I couldn't I think, think of a better, better guy. Thank you. To to pop the cherry here for the All fireside right. chats. <laughs> it was awesome, and and Kelly, thank you for enduring. Thanks, Kel. This two hours, it was great having you here too. I know how important. Uh, you guys had great travels this year, though. You did. She did. You had adventures. You got the little wife posse going on out there on trail now, which is cool. I, I actually Becky and I did oh, that we as well. Kel back on camera. She she is Wave. a great icebreaker because <laughs> she's friends with all the girls and, and all, all the guys. guys. I don't know them, but I know them now because she's friends right. with the girls. And right. I'm, you know now friends with her husband's. Father. Yeah. Yeah. So she helped me a lot yeah. as far as. It, it's awesome because you make great friends and they'll be friends for life. Yep. Like Becky still hangs out with all the old bass wives, you know. Goes they're going on a, a trip at the end of the month, like a cruise with uh, like Melissa Clun and Tammy Cook and like all these, uh, you know, yeah, great wives from from some of the pros. So yeah. it's cool to hear that. It's cool to hear you guys had great travels together. Uh, Riz, you got one more? Yeah, I just want to give some shout-outs to some people that have been on the message board with us all night. Uh, Loaded for Bass, Chef DH, Fishing with Dom, Jerry from New Hampshire, Slater, Chad in Canada, Travis G, Ike's Broken Rods, Wild Bill, <laughs> 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 Wild, Wild Bill, Bill. Uh, New York Chris, and many more. I can't get to quite all of them, but we appreciate you guys for hanging out with us tonight and Breaking in the new fireside chat. Yes, thank you everybody yeah. for watching and listening. Before we go, Greg, give them. A, you want to give any of your sponsors a shout out? You want to let them know how to follow you on, on social, social media? media? Yeah, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta thank some local guys too. Uh, you know, Violent Auto Electric has been behind me probably for like 15 years. Dina Venturi, as far as batteries, man, he just came out of the blue one day and, you know, hey man, I'll sponsor you. I was like, awesome. Uh, <laughs> so you know, locally that was cool as hell. Um, I gotta thank my dad, man, just for. Just for making me the man I am today. Yeah. Uh, that really means a lot. Obviously, all my sponsors are so important. Yeah. SFT, Mike and George, thank you guys. Thanks, Kelly. Uh, thanks for, for for making me work harder. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank everybody. You know, thank all of New Jersey. Thank all the guys back in the club days. Definitely. That, Definitely shout out to Jersey yeah, for made, sure. Yeah, made me who I am today. BTC. BTC. It wasn't Brian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Great first show. I hope you enjoyed it tonight. Fireside chat, Greg DePama. Uh, great show. Listen, if you missed it, you can catch this again. Brian DeCarpenter on iTunes, yes. Stitcher, IkeLive.com. If you're at iTunes. It'll be up on YouTube as well. Be on we YouTube. Weren't, we weren't live on YouTube tonight, but we're going to get that done. Okay, we'll be up on YouTube. If you're over on iTunes, give us a positive review if you like the show. Uh, once again, a lot of great sponsors of the show, but I want to remind everybody Check out the Fisherman Game. Fisherman Fishing Planet. Fisherman Fishing Planet. It's out right now, right? They yes. can get it? Oh, yeah. We've been playing. Okay. Yeah. We're going to do a little commercial at the end here. Yes, sir. It'll Go give on. you an idea of the game. It's pretty awesome. If you like fishing, you will like this game for sure. Uh, we have another show coming up in a couple weeks. It'll uh, be the... Next Monday? Is it next Monday already? Yeah. It is. So Thanksgiving... That's right. Show next Monday, Thanksgiving special. It's funny when I told Greg, you know, I asked Greg to come on. I said, yeah, it'll be our Thanksgiving show. We got your costume. <laughs> You're going to be mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Were you still going to come on or you're oh, like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm in, man. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. You got it. Oh, man. I out for you, boss. <laughs> I know. I uh, hope everybody had a great show. Uh, it was awesome. I liked it. And I uh, hope you have a great night. We'll see you soon. Fireside Chat. Good night, everybody.
Hey guys, Riz BTC. About to do a little one-on-one -on -one challenge, Fisherman's Fishing Planet. Welcome to the Fisherman's Planet. We have 19 different locations, 143 different species, and tons of options on how to fish. Let's take a look at our inventory. We have our rods, our reels. We can go to our shop. Look at all this equipment that we can buy. All the rods. So much equipment. Wow. Look at all this good stuff. Mud River, Missouri, me versus the Riz, 10 casts. Stop and go. Whoa, man, look at this technique. Ooh, see that? Got him. Oh, he's on. It's a big one. Big one! Giant! Oh, man. <laughs> what do we got? Trap? Yeah, you got Trap? Catfish? Uh, Pickerel? Pike? Grass pickerel. Toothy critter. Uh-huh. Uh, Thank challenge. You're up. Best out of ten. Cast. Woohoo! I'm going to go with the stop and go approach. Fishing, my moves. fishing a little bit slower here. Trying to maybe, maybe encourage a, a bit. Oh, he's on! Get in there! I'm in! <laughs> yes, I'm in! Number one bass, yes! Oh, come on, get in here! Come on, snap him off. No way. Look at the size of this thing. I got him snagged, hooked in the back. Oh, that's a large mouth. Oh. It's a big old large mouth. It's a Kinda. short 11.49. Got to throw it back. I'm going to release him, toss him back. I'm going to jump in Rich's grave here. I see that spot. Oh no! <laughs> That's a snag. Snag all day. Got it. Oh man! It's a big one. Is it? Oh yeah. Oh, he came, he came off. Came off just like real life.